Welcome to the TV show, a show where we talk about TV. I'm your host, Jay Black, and each week I'm joined by Philadelphia radio legends Angelo Cataldi and Rhea Hughes to discuss the best shows, latest news, and biggest controversies in television. We're in a new golden age of TV, and we're here to talk about it. So, let's get to it. And welcome back, everybody, to the TV show podcast. I'm Jay Black, joined by Rhea Hughes and best-selling author, Angela <laughs> Cataldi, author of the book Loud, uh, a complete history of all of his time on the radio. You can still order it from AngeloCataldi.com, right, Angelo? Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, it, it was officially released on Amazon on Tuesday, and um, it's gone. You can't get the hardcover. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody didn't have that much faith that I could sell these books. I don't know. But but you could still order the hardcover at edgelocatelli.com. I will not only personalize it to you, I will use swear words if necessary. And my wife, who is as obsessive about this stuff as me, she'll have it in the mail the same day you order it. Because wow. neither of us have anything going on in our lives right now <laughs> other than the book. But it's uh it's been going great, and I appreciate the support. Jay, you found it at Barnes and Noble, a big display, and I couldn't believe it. I yeah, went, I'm wow. going to send that picture to uh, Jared Clapper, our intrepid producer, and we'll get that up there so you can see it. Nice. Uh, my whole family is at the bookstore, and uh, huge display. And uh, you know, Barnes and Noble knows what a big deal you are, especially in this area. And I think everybody that has listened to sports radio, which is a lot of people are going to want to hear the story of uh, how you got there, what was going on there. I mean, the, the Dirty 30 alone, and yeah. the Donovan McNabb story right. alone is worth it, right? I want to give away the ending. The hero of the story is Rhea Hughes. Oh, right? God, stop. I'm giving, I'm giving away the ending. I would have been cooked 20 years ago if Rhea didn't show up. <laughs> So this, I gave the ending away. I'm sorry. Well, Thank no, you. I appreciate that. It's not the ending. It's how we get there, folks. So go to AngeloCatati.com yes. and buy that. Angelo Cataldi, one of the things I love about you, hardworking guy, not a guy who misses a lot of work. Unlike somebody that we're going to talk about today, Angelo sent me this story. And it's, uh, it's one of those things where I was going to talk about it anyway, because I was shocked by this. That, uh, you know, if you if you watch Sunday Night Football, Chris Collinsworth was not on the broadcast. It was Jason Garrett, dummy Jason Garrett, not loved <laughs> by anybody in Dallas or otherwise. I no. assume Mrs. Garrett loves him. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Glenn Mack now on Twitter was uh, at the game and he kept uh, updating. I'm hearing people not very thrilled with the uh, Jason Garrett. Uh, you know, he was at the Eagles <laughs> game uh, talking about Jason Garrett because it started to overlap. Anyway, long story short, Jason Garrett uh, filled in for Chris Collinsworth. And the excuse given by Mike Tirico was that uh, Chris Collinsworth was at home with his family finishing up Thanksgiving. Now, I don't know if you saw this, Angelo, before we talk about this. You know, his son worked yeah. that game. So a lot of people online were saying, I guess his son was not invited to family dinner. Uh, <laughs> wow. Angela, you, you sent me this. What, this. what do you think happened? Do you think it was, you know, something else that they were covering for? Or do you think no. Chris Collinsworth got it? was not. 
Apparently, it is in his contract to get a week off. Now, I guess he. I, 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 it doesn't make. They have. They have seven months off. Exactly. They need. It's too much. Here's what's amazing. <laughs> now the players they got to play seventeen games, but the guys sitting on their ass in the booth <laughs> they got to do sixteen. <laughs> yeah. How is that? That is absurd. Now and their money's guaranteed. Right. I want to be clear on this. Yeah. A game in which Chris Collinsworth is not broadcasting, in my eyes, that's a big plus. Right? A huge plus. <laughs> I don't know what you're complaining about. Because Jason Garrett <laughs> may be the one human who's actually worse. Wow. Jason Garrett Rhea, is consistent only in failure. He was an awful backup quarterback. He the was clapper. a clapper. They called him the clapper. He was a putrid Cowboys head coach. He was a brutal uh, guy on Notre Dame. I guess he's still doing that. Yeah. He's been an awful studio host, and he stinks at analysis because he's boring. That is a home run. That's a grand slam of stink. All right? So <laughs> let me just say, how the hell did they end up putting him in there? They have no bench? Really? So here's what here's what I was what I was looking at. So now I'm lucky. I was at the Eagles game. Well, I was lucky in some respects. I got to see a walk off win, which you, you know you don't get to see that oh, often great. in oh, football. Great. But I I didn't get home till around nine thirty, and I was frozen to death because of the rain and the cold. So I literally came in. I you know I have one of those electric fireplaces. I stood in front of it for twenty minutes, and then I went to bed. So I never saw Jason Garrett, and I'm quite pleased with it. But I did a little homework. It looks like he also did this last year um, yeah. that he didn't work. Uh, that that's that's what they said. But he did it. Somebody else was on the broadcast with him. I think they had a player, so it wasn't as noticeable. There it was a okay. three guy booth. Uh-huh. Um, but to me, you know, it, first of all. Jason, I mean, uh, Chris Collins were son. People are not happy about the nepotism there because this kid has skyrocketed up without having to take any of the steps that most people have to do to get to be network on a game, which is ridiculous. But I mean, you're making $12.5 million and you need a day off when you're going to have in two months, you're going to have seven months off. It's insane. So I I need to, I want to ask you something, Jake, because you understand ratings, right? So when NBC does this, isn't NBC saying the analyst isn't going to have any effect at all on ratings? Right. We know we have a, you know, we're going to be fine no matter what. So we'll put anybody in there. If they really believe that, why are they paying all this money for these guys? We talked about this a lot with Tom Brady getting the three hundred million or whatever he was getting, where it's not going to ding the ratings one way or the other. They're going to maybe get a little bit of interest and a little people uh, people talking about it. It's not people watch the games, right? That's all they watch is the games. And so long as you have somebody in there who is, you know, adept at speaking when it's their turn to speak, people are not, I mean, they're going to hate the announcer if they don't like, you know, if their team fails. But otherwise, if someone is competent, people are going to be fine with it. You're absolutely right. Why are they getting $12.5 million? I guess it's just they have so much money, they got to put it somewhere uh, when it comes to the NFL. I have have a big finish to this segment. You ready for this? (laughs) Breaking news, breaking news, not making it up. This Sunday coming up, no Jim Nance, no Tony Romo. 
They're they, off. Are they doing golf? We'll get a bye week. They will not work this week because oh. they're so tired. It, He's uh, making eighteen million. He's making eighteen million dollars. It's just more than he the number of games he does. Apparently, they are getting a week off. Also, do you believe that? That's amazing. I just got to ask this because this goes back to loud your your book, Angelo. You guys, I you had vacation time. Would you take a vacation yep. during football season? When you were Angelo, I, I didn't. Neither of us did, right? We, we never did. We wouldn't. Well, no, the, I always thought the rules were you yeah. were not. I mean, unless you had something medically, you know, or yeah. you were sick, or you had a doctor's appointment. Basically, from September until the Super Bowl, right. we were not allowed to take off. Those were the rules because it's just too important. Football is our massive sport. There's no question about it. It's all Eagles all the time. It's all football. So it's insane. But yeah. again, Angela and I would then work the next seven months yes, doing Phillies and Sixers and Flyers. And, you know, so it's nuts. Right. That's so why I look really... like crap now. Rhea still looks great, but I look like crap <laughs> working all those 12 month years. Uh, so, yeah, and you guys are doing four hours a day too, which is, yeah. you know, it's not a, a football broadcast. No, uh, no, let me, uh, Angelo, I'll correct him. Four hours on the air. On the air. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot more off it. The good news is I was I was allowed to sit at all times, and that's what yes. I like sitting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I sent you guys a note about this brand new show on Hulu called Far Away Downs, and uh, I, I watched the first episode, so you didn't have to. Did you hear about <laughs> this show? Prior to me sending the note to you, that's my first question. I did. I remembered it, and I thought, I thought this was a movie, right? It's a bad so, movie. you know, a bad movie. But I did remember it. Okay, because I, my first initial thought, I turned on Hulu, and it was new show, Far Away Downs, and I was like, oh, interesting premise. Hugh, Hugh, uh, uh, what's his name? Jackman. Hugh Jackman and and Nicole Kidman. That's Perfect. big stars. I'm very interested in this. And then I did one second of research and found out it's the 2008 movie Australia by Baz Luhrmann that they turned, they brought in all the unused footage and they made it into a six episode series of wow. 45 minute episodes each. And the thing that drove me nuts about this, and I was thinking of you, Rhea, because this is like, I'm sure something that would be up your alley in the British segment. Sure. Um, I got excited for a second. And then I was like, well, I'm not excited to see a rehashed movie. This yeah. seems real gross to me that it wasn't called Australia, the expanded edition or the Australia. They're they're advertising it like a new movie. And it it, it made me kind of or a new TV show. And it made me kind of uh, turn off to it. Uh, are you going to are you interested in checking this out or do you agree with me that this? Well, is I, I just remembered the movie like when when you I said, oh, I kind of remember those two being in a movie. To me, it's just incredibly lazy. Yeah. That's that's you know it's a lazy grab at money, but I, what's the story about? Because I mean, it came out so long ago, I forget. So it's uh, uh, Nicole Kidman is a very wealthy English woman who has a husband that owns this gigantic uh, cattle ranch in Australia, and they are low on money. They're aristocrats, but they need the money, and she is traveling to Australia to force her husband to sell the ranch so that they can get the money. And Hugh Jackman is the uh, the the low class but very good looking guy who's hired to bring her to the ranch. And when they get to the ranch, the husband's dead. 
So oh. now it opens the door to a romance. And I I watched the first 45 minutes. Angelo, I know you like Australian TV. It was brutal. It the, Baz <laughs> Luhrmann does not translate to television. He works well if you're doing a uh, uh, you know Roman production. Yet, I nodded off. Actually, I'm sorry. Would you explain it? I nodded off. Uh, look, <laughs> I, I owe our uh, podcast people uh, an apology because I got trapped in one of these. There's a lack of content right now. All right, yeah. they don't have enough. So uh, what they're doing is things like taking a bad movie and turning it into a, a bad TV series. All yeah. right. I got scammed myself a couple of weeks ago. I made a very strong recommendation for mayor of Kingstown on Showtime, right? Uh, when I I did not hear about it in 2021 when it came out. It is on Showtime every week saying it's got a little thing that says new, right? Mm -hmm. That only should happen when it's out for the first time, the premium. When it's new? <laughs> it's new. It's actually new. Here. But it's so uh, I, I was reminded a, a number of times in the past week that is not actually new, but they're just trying to get you to it. It worked for me. I watched it, hadn't heard about it before, and I'm still watching it. Mayor Kingstown is a very good show, but um, they got to come up with more new stuff. I don't understand. Are they, they going to hide behind the actors' strike? Are they going to hide yeah. behind the writer's strike? Exactly why aren't they producing at, uh, especially Amazon, and even to some extent at Netflix, why aren't they producing stuff at the level they used to? This I don't think any of them are losing that much money here, yeah. and they're not giving us new content. So they're trying to reboot stuff to make you think it is. I won't watch this. It was an awful movie. Why would you watch it? Yeah, I, I I felt like I had to watch the first episode for the show. And uh, guys, <laughs> I took that bullet for the team. Uh, I, I, I will say this. Um, there's a solution to this problem that NBC came up with in the 90s. You remember when they would advertise reruns as new to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That clears it up. Just say, hey, if you Thanks. haven't seen this, it's new to you. Put it on. Exactly. Uh, and awesome. this actually dovetails nicely into I wanted to do a quick review of the movie Napoleon. I saw that with my son over mm -hmm. the weekend. Uh, if I could say there's a lot of weird sex in the movie. So if you're going to see it with your kid, maybe don't. Uh, what does I, I mean, not to get graphic. Yeah. But what does weird sex mean? So I they made a choice with Napoleon. You know, it's Jar uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays yes. Napoleon. And I guess he decided he is an aggressive little puppy of a man in life. Okay. Yeah. So that should be reflected in how he makes love to Josephine. So if you can imagine Joaquin Phoenix uh, only does it doggy style and aggressively. Through oh, the, dear God. I'm sorry I asked. My right, wait a minute, Jack. Yeah. All right. So you're there with your son. Yes. And something is happening on the screen that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you opt for the covering the eye thing or what no. do you how do you handle that? Uh as a Irish Catholic from long ago, I sit in stony silence and do not make <laughs> eye contact with him, Angelo. That's how we handle it. Uh, uh, there's one scene they do a hard cut from his wedding to Josephine to the marital bed. That oh. is intentionally very uh, graphic and funny. Like you laugh because you can't believe that they did it. Um, 
but it, it, it yeah, not not an interesting, uh, uh, not a fun time with your kid is I what I'm saying. That, to, uh, on the ride home after the film, are you asked questions about maybe some of this material? No, I my my son is is pretty hip. You know, he went to go see Saltburn by himself, so yeah. you know he he's not uh, completely unaware of of that. But uh, he did say, "Hey, that was a lot of sex, huh, Dad?" And I was like, "Yeah, there's a lot of sex, son. Yeah, there's there's, there's a lot." That's um, great. <laughs> wow, that was a two and a half. I'm sorry, but th- secretly thrilled that I asked you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a three. It's a two and a half hour movie. Uh, by Ridley Scott, and uh, he said that there is a four-hour version of this oh, movie God. available. Now, it's an Apple wow. TV production, so it's going to spend some time in theater, and then it's going to come to Apple TV. And I heard... Is that uh, an option, Jay? Is was that, that an op- If the choice is the four-hour <laughs> movie on Napoleon or Killing Yourself, is that an option? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's, it, in fact, by hour three, I think Apple TV will actually provide you with a pistol to take care of it. <laughs> you can write into them. Uh, the two and a half version was a slog. It really was a slog. Uh, it, I, I did not enjoy the movie. My son liked it better than I did, possibly because of all the sex with Vanessa Kirby. But probably, uh, it, you know, the battle scenes were glorious. Big screen, mm-hmm. worth seeing on the big screen. But the choices Joaquin Phoenix made, he said, uh, let's take Napoleon, this guy whose charisma was supposed to be so great that men yeah. would follow him to death, death sure. and treat it like he was a monosyllabic idiot. Like, it just yeah. didn't work for me. Uh, but the, the question that I had was, if they broke this into a four or five episode series, Yep. That was the Napoleon series that put all of this uh, material back in. But they weren't like Hulu and lied about it and said it's a new yeah. TV show. They just said, this is the Napoleon mini series. Would you be more interested or less interested in seeing it than if it were a movie? Angela Shaker. Just for the sex scenes. <laughs> they had the all sex scene cut of yeah, Napoleon. Yes. I'm going to bring my grandkids here and <laughs> just watch the sex scene. <laughs> No, I had somebody who a friend of mine who watched it, who saw the movie, and they said it was good. It wasn't great. That was just, yeah. but it, they didn't highly recommend it. Yeah, it, 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 I, I would agree with that. It, it, there are some stuff worth watching, but not great. Angela, you're not interested at all. I'm out. I'm out. I don't like. Uh, I don't like period stuff. I don't like. Yeah, me either. Stuff. I like stuff that I can relate to. Yeah, which isn't much these days. Is what? <laughs> But Angela, you, you're saying you can't relate to somebody whose ambition is so great he forces everybody to go along with his vision? That that I think there might be some right, of them. Uh, are they wearing funny clothes? Yeah. <laughs> they are. They are. I'll find the theme at somebody that is wearing uh, normal clothes. Not like I, what I, you're I, wearing today. What the hell is that sweater? Wow. That this, thing this, is my, this is my cardigan. It's it's cold in my house. I like to wear this. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll say about the movie, Vanessa Kirby is a star. I think we've known that for a while. Yeah. But, uh, man, she blows Joaquin Phoenix off the screen. She's phenomenal. And uh, I stopped laughing, Angelo. I was concerned for a second there. <laughs> All right, let's switch to something that is not concerning. Uh, Rhea, I want to start with teen segment this week because I think sure. it goes with what we've been it talking does. about. And then do the British segment. Uh, what did uh, Clark watch this week? 
So Clark actually watched it with his dad, Oppenheimer, which I was really surprised at because, first of all, it's really long uh, for him. But he likes history. That's kind of one of his favorite subjects. So I thought it was, you know, I didn't know. Again, I find out, you know, we find out these things after the fact. Um, and I thought there were some scenes in it just from what you guys had talked about. But he did like it a little bit long. But I found a very interesting comment he made, which I guess is kids these days. Um, there's a scene in it. I don't know if you guys remember. I guess it, it, Matt Damon's in it, right? Yes, Matt Damon's great. Okay. So there's a scene in it where he's talking about like the effects, of the bomb, like this could kill everybody in the world. Right. And Clark said to his father, because his father called me and told me, he said, oh, they're a little bit cavalier about, <laughs> you know, this thing could kill everybody. So that kind of was what stuck with him from the movie. He thought the movie was good. He liked it. There's a little, you know, there's sex scenes in that movie that might have not been great for a 14 year old. But we're great. Um, we're great for a 14 year old or well yeah not, not while he's sitting watching it with his father i'm sure Boy. that was awkward like like your son did but he did like it but he was you know and it was a word he used he was struck by the cavalier nature of building a bomb that could kill the whole world it's something i talk about with people a lot that our two generations you know from from the 19 anybody born from like 1940 to 1975 grew up under the auspices of at any point the world yep. could end like you could just be walking hear a siren and go oh i guess that's the end of the world sure. and i don't think other generations know what that's no. like our kids don't know what that's like no, no. The, the three people here and the generation yes. that grew up in that time are the only people are aware of that all right, I got a time out here. I got to ask Rhea the same question I asked you, Jay. Rhea, when you're watching a show with your son who's 14 yes. and something uh, sexual comes on, yes. how do, what do you do? What's your plan? Um, I kind of laugh because he is either putting the pillow over his head or he literally runs out of the room. Uh -huh. I'm not lying. This kid, this kid won't move fast for anything except a milkshake. But if there's nudity on the screen... He's gotten better with kissing. Kissing, he's like, ah, oh, the kissing, whatever, the kissing. But mm -hmm. anything like that, gone. And he's like, Can, tell me when to come back. Rhea, <laughs> uh, that's a quote we need to promote the thing with. That kid won't run fast for anything but a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's and what do, we, what do we have this week in British TV? This kind of ties in with what Angelo had said you know, is there any, there's not anything new. And so what I was kind of excited about, you know, I wasn't excited about the writer's strike because, you know, obviously I'm in the union and I wanted, but I thought, you know, man, they're going to start pushing stuff out British wise, because there's a lot of stuff I don't have access to for sometimes months, sometimes a year, because the BBC, um, there's another player, they won't release it to stream in America or in other countries for a while. So I thought they're going to push stuff out. So there's been a show that I've really been waiting for called Steel Town Murders. I had read about it probably eight, nine months ago. It finally started streaming in America on Monday. And I've, it's only four episodes available on Acorn via Prime. And it's based on a true story. It's uh, a rape and murder of three teenage girls in 1973 in South Wales. What had happened was, obviously, there was a huge investigation at the time, but because they had no technology, 
The investigation went nowhere. 2000 comes around, all of a sudden, they've got DNA. They've got all the stuff. So they run the DNA and they realize, I don't want to give it away because it's part of the show. There was a unique way they used the DNA, which allowed them to find out who the killer was. Um, What they did that I found was interesting was they went back and forth. You were sometimes you were right there in 1973, and then the detective, who's a young guy, is looking in the mirror, and then he's the old guy in 2000. Because once he finds out they reopened the case, he demands back in because he was the one guy back in 73 who kept saying, "We got a serial murder on our hands," and nobody wanted to listen to him. Right. So, um, so it's four episodes. I was just a little disappointed in that it went a little slow. Um. It probably didn't need four episodes. It probably could have been an hour and a half and two episodes. They liked it on Rotten Tomatoes, 76%. Critics thought of it much better than the audience. The audience was more in line with me, 67%. But um, but it was just, it, it's, again, all of these things that are, um, the British do truth-based documentaries on murders better than anybody else. This one was a little step below the ones I've reviewed, but I think it's still worth watching because I thought it was well done, just a little slow. It's called the Steel Town Murders? Steel Town Murders. Is Steel and it's Town available on Acorn via Prime. Is that the is Steel Town like a nickname for a town in England? It's 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 almost like it's Pittsburgh. I yeah, mean it's a- it's a steel it's a town that, you know, it's a you know, it's it's not a town that has a, a lot of money and you know, these were just young girls. And, um, you know, and the the young cop at the time knew that there was something bad going on. And, of course, you know, nobody listened to him. And, and, you know, then we get 30 years later. And, you know, for the parents, they did finally get closure. I'm not giving anything away. Uh, They wouldn't have done the show if they hadn't. But um, but it was a really unique way they did use the DNA. Wow. All right. You know what? uh, Same in Napoleon. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, i got something great i'm very excited about this jay all right let's Uh, hear it it's uh i I have not had anything that has blown me away for several weeks but this did it's season five of fargo available on hulu now fargo was terrific season one the movie was fantastic I love the movie. And by season three, it was losing its juice because the showrunner, Noah Hawley, left. And it went into the hands of other people that did not get a sense for that weird kind of a vibe they have. It's kind of like a dark comedy with uh, weird accents, you know, Minnesota stuff. Right. New. Oh, my God. This the first two episodes, they're only feeding you one at a time. it's phenomenal. And, and the reason it's phenomenal is uh, a woman named Juno Temple, who is the oh, main character in it, who is crazy. I mean, completely out of her mind. She was a big star in The Offer with Miles Teller on mm-hmm. Paramount Plus, which is great. This woman is fantastic. And she is just overwhelming this story. And it's the thing about it is it's relentless. It's got action. It's got a great story with it. Unpredictable, twisty, crazy. I love it. I love the vibe of it. And I can't wait for the next episode. We're only in two, 
but you guys got to check out the new season of Fargo. And I want to mention one other thing, because I told you last week about the show The Curse on Showtime. Yeah. This stars my one of my all-time favorites, Emma Stone, and that crazy, nutty uh, Nathan Fielder. Yeah. It's got a chance to be the worst show I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. I'm enjoying wow. it, Angelo. How dare you? You remember how bad the pilot was? It somehow found a way to get worse. You've wow. got to see this show. It is the, the lowest low bar ever. There's nothing funny about it. It's just awful. I can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to come back next week and do another episode for you. Angela, what did we do this week? What do we okay, got? Here's where we are. Uh, I mentioned, yeah, if you want to see Chris Collinsworth, good news. He's back this week. Refreshed <laughs> after a week off. He, of course, is on NBC. Uh, if you're looking for the new show of Faraway Downs, where is that one? Hulu. Hulu on Hulu. Uh, I'm still recommending Mayor of Kingstown on Showtime and Paramount Plus. Uh, Napoleon is in theaters now, but you do not recommend it. Is that correct, Jay? I light recommend, but uh, wait for Apple TV. You don't need to watch right. it in the theater. Oppenheimer, which is awesome, is on demand. Steel Town Murders is on Acorn via Amazon Prime. Fargo is on Hulu. And The Curse is on Showtime. Don't miss it. It's awful. <laughs> and <laughs> Angelo Cataldi's book, which is not awful, is available at angelocataldi.com. That's the go. only place you can get the hardback. Go there for the hardback. Next week, the uh, paperback will be available on Amazon and everywhere else. Great book. You got to check it out. Uh, special thanks, as always, to Jared Clapper, our producer, who puts together all of our uh, 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 social media segments. Clap, pod, clap for him. Clap for Clapper. Not the Clapper. <laughs> Jared, Jared Clapper. Great. Uh, and uh, we will be back next week uh, with more stuff. Please keep telling people about the show, guys. Thank you. See ya. Always great, Jay. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. enjoyed this episode of the tv show if you did please like subscribe and review us on itunes it'll help people find the show also please follow me on twitter at jblack is funny you can send me suggestions and comments about the show there even mean ones i'm an any attention is good attention kind of guy we'll see you next week with another episode <laughs>